It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. And Annalisa Trissell joins us from the Health Hub in Ballincollig as usual for a Monday afternoon to you, Annalisa. Good afternoon, John Paul. And we've had a lot of questions in, so I'll get straight into them this afternoon. And first of all, this is a 20-year-old male, and he wants to know what supplements could he take for continuous nosebleeds? Oh, nothing really, to be honest, John Paul, because probably an issue with... um the capillaries in the top of his nose that are just maybe inflamed and they're they're breaking easily. So to take something that would stop the nosebleed in of itself would mean you'd need to start maybe picking the blood, which isn't a good thing. So you'd have to go about it, I think, in a roundabout way. You could take things that just support the health of capillaries and the whole, which would be things like vitamin C is very important. Hawthorne is very good for those blood vessels and collagen is very good for those blood vessels. So a combination of those could work well. But in my own experience, Paul, you have to have those little vessels cauterized, which means the doctor kind of closes them off with a hot, like burns them closed, effectively seals them closed with heat. And that generally is the best solution to that problem. Okay, well, hopefully that works out for that person. And uh, Mary is in Mallow. Mary wants to know, before she goes down the GP route, can you advise her on persistent heartburn and constant indigestion after eating? Okay, so there's probably two things going on there. The first thing is indigestion often happens when your own body's ability to digest food is depleted for some reason. And this happens genetically. It also happens naturally as we get older. Um, It also happens, I suppose, depending on the type of diet that you have. A lot of people will notice that they don't digest fat very well, for example, and that could be a gallbladder issue. Some people notice that they don't digest protein or steaks and meat very well. That tends to be an issue with low stomach acid, so that's not kick-starting the whole protein digestion process off efficiently. So to support your digestion, the simplest route really is to take a digestive enzyme. And these typically are blends of different enzymes that will help you break down your fats, your proteins and your carbohydrates. And that's very good to help with indigestion. The other thing then, the heartburn, that can come from either having too much or too little acid in the stomach. But the main problem is that the valve that closes off the stomach from the esophagus is weakened and uh, the acid is escaping upwards. Some people will notice as well they have a hiatus hernia, so that pushes the stomach up and forces the acid out. So the best natural solution for that is to take something to strengthen that little muscle, which is called zinc carnosin. That's very good for also um, 
improving the, the stomach's ability to produce mucus that lines the stomach and protects it from acids. So it does a couple of different jobs. That's called zinc carnosin. Now, we haven't been able to get it for a long time. It's just been out of stock. So if you do find it in a shop, buy a couple of them. Um, and then the other thing, of course, is slippery elm. Is lovely. It's kind of a mucilage type of a natural product that coats everything. It's like a natural Gaviscon almost, John Paul. Coats everything with a lovely thick layer of mucus, mucilage stuff, and it protects it from the acid. So that will help with heartburn. And then small, small meals, little and often. So eat six small meals a day as opposed to three big meals. And then at night time when you're sleeping, raise yourself up in the bed. So the best way to do that is put a couple of books under the top two legs of the bed. Okay, Billy is in the city now. He wants to know what can he take for perpetual neuropathy? It's basically burning feet and he is on a tablet called pregabalin but it makes him dizzy. Any advice for Billy? Difficult one really and like some people get feet, some people get burning legs, some people get different sensations and really the causes are so poorly known we really don't know. So the first thing I'd recommend there is a homeopathic remedy called Hypericum. It's spelled hyper, H-Y-P-E-R, then I-C-U-M, Hypericum. And that's a homeopathic remedy specifically for kind of nerve damage or nerve um, inflammation. So you could try that and see would that work. Um, and that's probably the best thing I have to offer really for the burning feet. It's such a hit and miss one, John Paul. Sometimes magnesium can help for people, but I, it's, it's again, that's a bit hit and miss. Um, that's much better for people who suffer from the restless legs more than the burning sensation. And then I think it's always good to go to the doctor and make sure that your iron levels and your folate levels are not too low and your B12 levels. So that would be part of a standard blood test. And sometimes when these three things can be lower if you're deficient, you can get symptoms of, of nerve damage and nerve pain. Okay, hopefully that helps you there, Billy. And Sally is in Bandon. Now, her friend has arthritis, but physio does not help. So she sometimes cannot straighten her knee. Is there anything she could take for this? Yeah, I think, so arthritis is basically wear and tear. And what happens between the, the joints, we have a lovely kind of a cushiony cartilage that protects our joints from rubbing on each other. And then in between that cart, those two bits of cartilage, is a kind of a membrane that has synovial fluid in there that acts like a kind of a, a, a jelly cushion between the joints. So with arthritis, the, um, that synovial membrane can become depleted and flatter, and then the, the cartilage itself can wear away. And that's really what arthritis is. For the majority of people, it's wear and tear. So you'd get it if you've done a lot of sport, if you work outdoors a lot, um, sorry, if you work with your, like, you know, with physical work a lot, like a lot of outdoor work. Um, and the best thing really is to take a joint supplement. So the, the, there's various different ones. Collagen is one of the best ones. And you'll find loads of different collagens on the market. Collagen got very popular recently, John Paul. A lot of people were taking it for their skin. But the best one for the joint is, um, is hydrolyzed general cartilage, marine or bovine. It doesn't need to be anything too fancy. Um, then the Nature's Plus actually do a lovely one that also has some eggshell membrane in there. So, you know, when you take the egg out and there's that kind of very thin membrane in the egg, that's actually wonderful for joint support. So Nature's Plus do a lovely one. And then the um, other company, um, Planet Paleo, they do a lot of lovely collagens as well for the joint. 
Some people like to take glucosamine. This works very well for joints as well, but it takes a long time to see a benefit. So you need to take it for about six months. And then the last thing I would say is the one we get great feedback here on is the GAL UC2 cartilage. Okay, Eileen then will stay on the leg side of things at the moment because she wants to know if you have any advice for her. She suffers from severe painful cramps in the leg, usually from the knee down to the ankle. Anything she could take for this? I think magnesium is definitely the first port of call for that. Now, magnesium comes in different forms. So some people try it and they feel it doesn't work for them. Cheap and cheerful magnesium, John Paul, can act as a laxative. So it's hard to take it in the high dose that you might need to relieve, um, you know, the um, cramps and, and pains in the muscles. So I would recommend that somebody takes magnesium by glycinate. It's spelled B-I-G-L-Y-C-I-N-A-T-E. And that's a very easily absorbed magnesium. It shouldn't affect the stomach at all. So it's easier to take it in higher amounts. And I think just keep trying, keep adding an extra one every day until you reach a concentration where you feel you're getting relief. Uh, You can also get a magnesium cream or oil and you can rub it into the leg as well. But I think when it's so bad that it's cramping, you definitely need to take it as a supplement as well. Okay, Dorothy wants to know, what is the best fish oils for arthritis? Now, she has a slight sore raised hard lump on her index finger. It's on the first joint near her nail. And she has started taking turmeric, but anything else she can take, asks uh, Dorothy. Yeah, the gels are very, uh, sorry, they... The turmeric is a very good natural anti-inflammatory, so that is good for general inflammation. But when you're looking at something specific for the joint, you're better off taking something that supports the actual cartilage of the joint itself. So the glucosamine, the old style one, cheap and cheerful, does take time for it to uh, work. But the other advice I gave earlier about either taking collagen or taking... um, the UC2 cartilage, that's another. They're both really, really good ones for joints. And that lump on her knuckle is probably inflammation. And at the, probably the bone has has kind of gotten a little bit ossified and built up. So she might notice any decrease in it. But what she's really looking for is that the mobility should be improved. OK, hopefully that helps you out there, Dorothy. And this one, now, I'm not sure if you can answer this or not. Alison making an inquiry. Alison's in her 30s and she started to drink herbal lavender tea recently to help her sleep. Now, she doesn't know if it helped her sleep or not because she did sleep. But what she did notice is, and she wants to ask you, can herbs have a side effect? As she never had dreams and nightmares before, but since she started taking the herbal lavender tea, she's having nightmares and they kind of go as if there's someone coming into her room. And that's the way, which is not a very nice uh, nightmare to have. So uh, could that happen? Look, herbs are effectively are. They have pharmaceutical um, activity, John Paul. It's just that they're generally very, very mild. So I would never rule anything out. The only way to know for sure is to actually stop taking it, um, taking the lavender tea and see do the dreams clear up. Like some, actually some times people who have a deficiency in some of the B vitamins can have very, very vivid dreams. So maybe take a B complex as well just to top yourself up. Um, Now, again, not everybody who's deficient in B will have nightmares, but it can actually can be a symptom. So um, lavender generally is very calming, so it would be highly unusual, but I would never rule anything out. Okay, that's interesting because she has said she stopped taking it now and the dreams have gone away. So maybe it is the herbs. She wasn't too sure. Okay, that's an interesting one. Herbs are very supportive of the liver, John Paul, generally, and herbs will 
the herbs also need to be detoxified by the liver. And at night time, our livers are very active. They're very, very busy. Actually, in Chinese medicine, they say that your liver is most active between 2 and 3 a.m. at night. I'm not sure if it's true, but that's the Chinese medicine um, approach. So your liver is, like if your liver was very active at night, that could actually lead to um, restless sleep or and if you're restless in your sleep, you're not fully in the deep sleep, you'd be much more likely to remember dreams. So perhaps that's the link there. That could be a possible link and cause. OK, interesting one. And uh, Maureen is in Domanue. Last week, she said you recommended something for anxiety. Uh, so what is the best to alleviate anxiety? OK, so there's ones that will work to kind of improve your coping skills overall. And then there's ones that work to give you an immediate benefit. So I do think it's good to do something for the long term because what it's doing really is it's just propping up your own body's natural ability to cope with stress. And ashwagandha and rhodiola are wonderful herbs for that. You'll get them in any health shop. We love a product here called Stress, S-T-R-E-S-S-V-E-D-A. It's a really lovely high-strength ashwagandha and it has some of the B vitamins for the nervous system as well. And then, of course, Viridian do beautiful blends of ashwagandha and rhodiola together. So I would definitely take something like that for the long term. And then for immediate relief of anxiety, L-theanine can work very well. This is just an amino acid, so it's safe for everybody to take generally, no matter what medication you're on. It's spelt with a capital L and then T-H-E-A-N-I-N-E, N-L-theanine. So that's one that works within 10, 15 minutes of taking it. And the second thing is the um, uh, cannabis oil. So again, that's um, you can get that in different strengths. You put a dropper under your tongue and within 10, 15 minutes, you should feel an awful lot calmer. And the last thing then that can work very well is one that a lot of people actually take at night to sleep because it's so calming. And that's valerian. And you can get that either in drops or in tablets. And Vogel do a specific one um, that is for the day. It's not as strong as the one that people take at night. Okay, and uh, the listener here wants to know, is there any way you can tell your own body is very healthy without going to a GP? I mean, how can you figure out naturally if you have a healthy body and and you're doing okay? Is is there any way of knowing that, I suppose? You just know intrinsically, John Paul. So if you don't get sick very often, if you've got good energy, if your mental health is good, if you if you cut yourself and it heals well, if you get a cough or cold and you can shake it off, that's all signs of a healthy body. But in terms of long-term health, there's lots of things we don't know, like what what is our genetics like? And, you know, oh, the other thing, sorry, I should mention there, it's very important to have a daily bowel movement. I would also consider that a big marker of good health. So we don't really know what's in store for us. Um, The genetic tests, they're still in their early stages and instances, but it can give us an idea of what's coming down the line because prevention is always better than cure. So if you were, if you did, for example, know that you had the APOE4 gene, you know that you're increased risk of Alzheimer's and heart disease. So you'd start earlier to prevent it rather than later because better, as I said, better to prevent. But once, once you get an illness, it's very hard to kick it. Okay, very finally, what's the best treatment for post-nasal drip? Nasal drip even. Yep. So the post-nasal drip is horrible and actually we get a lot of people of it now since COVID or have it. Um, It's a difficult one, John Paul. If you have it all year round, it's generally nearly always a a reaction to something you're eating. And I think dairy is the biggest culprit for mucus production. So try cutting out dairy for a couple of weeks and see does it clear up and then put it back in. It's not always dairy. Some people would be more allergic to wheat or to um, eggs is a big one, for example. So maybe doing food intolerance tests if you have it all year round. If it comes in the winter mainly, you're probably reacting to moulds in the dampness. 
So getting a good air purifier in the house can help with that. You could take something to prevent the mucus. Um, there's a few different herbs that will help. Thyme um, is one of them. Ivy is another. Um, Dr. Clare does a great congestion blend, which is a, ble- um, a mix of various different ones. Some of our customers would take a teaspoon of that every day as a prevention. That's very good. Um, doing the nasal washout is very good with the saline solution and the neti pot. That's another way to prevent it. But really, it's about trying to figure out why is your body mucus producing mucus? What's the allergy that or the intolerance that's driving it? And then remove it. Okay, Annalisa, well, thanks for all the advice. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 